yeah, yeah. So simple to we got simple to we got chubby, we got ugly, we've got overweight, drinking. And all for yourself. Yeah, how about that? We did uh, about half an hour until somebody realised the card were full. The fucking card were full on the my recorder. The card full. The card were full. You sound like a scouser. Oh, was it? I thought it was American. The card down in the old Texas. Anyway, let me tell you about brother. Let me talk about Jesus again. <laughs> you can't be doing. You can't be doing that. It's been a. It's been such a long time since we did last podcast. Yeah, it has been a while. Uh, I forgot what the topic was last. In fact, it's been so long because Maradona died after we did the last one, and that's been a couple of weeks. Well, no, well last week in November he died, didn't he? That's last right. Last week yeah. in November, around yeah. twenty something of November, and it seemed only yesterday. What is it now? What is it? December eleventh of December. Eleventh. Eleventh. Eleventh of December. Yeah. But have, have you been busy? My mum's birthday yesterday. Who's? My mum. How old? No, she's dead. But how old would she have been? <laughs> uh, she'd been 79. Yeah. Same age as my father. Yeah. Which was the, the, the age my, my dad died. Well, that's got us off to a nice little start <laughs> here, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Razor blades. <laughs> the festive seasons among, um, upon us. Jesus. Well, it gives me a good Christ. opportunity to talk about Jesus. Because that's no, what let, I'm here let, to talk let's, about. Are we, go- are we going to talk about the Argentinian Jesus? Because, I mean, it's been... The hand of God, I think you British half, call him. It's been three and a half weeks now. I mean, this is us, This is two middle-aged men with a finger on the fucking pulse. Yeah, it's been two and a half weeks. Maradona Have you now. calmed down yet since his death? Because I'll tell you, it didn't keep me awake for a single second. He died, so what? It's Yeah, he was a great player. But I don't see why people have this huge outpouring of grief. It was, I mean... I mean he was the best football player that's ever that's ever played the game. Well, that's dispute. I wouldn't I wouldn't say that myself. I was certainly top five, but I wouldn't call him the best. Who would you put at number one? Uh, probably Pele, and then Krauf. Krauf. Krauf, for for me. Three. Probably Messi. A for Ronaldo. Ronaldo, yeah, yeah, Ronaldo four, and then five Maradona possibly. I mean, I'm. I'm Put him up there, mind you. It does include quite two newbies there. I don't. I don't think Messi and Ronaldo deserve a place up there because I think you've got to have. Um, you got to have character. No, you've got to. You've got to have that that shit show in your private life, and you've got to be a bit of a. No, that's yeah, a, that's. No. I know what you mean, but why is that a necessity to be a great footballer or musician or artist? You have to play the part. I'm no, taking the evangelist you've, again here. You've, you've got to. You've got to play the part. It's, boy. The, it's the same with your rock stars. They've got to have the shit show to be a, to be an absolute. No, no, you're like a Japanese TV host who's introducing the guest that this is an artist, but he doesn't look like an artist. He doesn't look like Picasso with a big mustache or or a barret. He just looks like a man in a suit. Or he can't be an artist. No, no, you don't have to be a character to be a, a football player to be a musician. What you do in your private life's up to you. You don't you don't need to look the, the part. The, those players, Maradona, he would he would take the risks. He knew that he had the talent. Yeah, that's true. He would take the risks. He would, you know, he he'd do it. So you think it would shine through on his game that he was such a, I think so, a wild. Man. But what what I would say now with Messi and um, Ronaldo is their careers are planned for him. When Maradona came to Europe, it's just like, right, there you go, off you go, play your football, you're on your own. It's certainly more playing it by ear, yeah, yeah and 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 less money. I, I, although he must have been paid a lot, but it's nothing compared to what's going on now. I think I think com- compared to what everybody else were getting paid at the time, you'd have been on a fortune. Oh yeah, of course. No, I'm saying he was paid handsomely in those days. Yeah, at Napoli, I'm sure, with the uh, mafioso money. But when he when he came. When he came across, there were nobody here to to help him out. Yeah, I think that that you're right. That's much more the case. And it, he'd be lucky if there were some other people from Argentina that he could sort of meet up with and have dinner with. Mm. Mm. That's much less now the case. Well, it's it's a more global world, I suppose. Yeah. Now there were a thing that I listened to on another podcast on the Guardian podcast, and there were 
they read this thing about. I mean, I'll, I'll play it for you. But this fella wrote this Argentinian fella wrote something in the nineteen thirties, right? Bef uh, years and years before Maradona were born, 30, 40 years before Maradona were born, and he is describing Maradona. Yet it was written in the twenties, something like that. Yeah, Sh shall I play it now? No. Well, play us a bit. Play us an excerpt. Argentina is a country where the football team is utterly central to notions of self. But Argentina, as the First World War begins and the British influence wanes, it's a country that's looking for, for its identity. It's, a, it's an immigrant country. The, the indigenous populations have been wiped out in, in what was essentially a genocide in the late 19th century. And so you have Italians, Spaniards, Northern European Jews, Arabs, a handful of British, Irish, French, German. This mass of people with very little in common trying to work out what binds us, what makes us Argentinian. And the thing they all do have is they all support this football team that wears the blue and white striped shirt. And so the way that team plays becomes very directly relevant to national character. So there's this ongoing debate through the 1920s as, as, to, as to what that national character should be and how that should be represented in, in football. And if I just read this out, I, I find this incredible. So in 1928, the editor of El Grafico, Paul Ricotto, wrote that if a statue is to be erected to the soul of the Argentinian game, it would depict a pibe, so an urchin child, a pibe with a dirty face, a mane of hair rebelling against the comb, with intelligent, roving, trickster and persuasive eyes, and a sparkling gaze that seemed to hit at a picaresque laugh, but does not quite manage to form in his mouth, full of small teeth that might be worn down through eating yesterday's bread. His trousers are a few roughly sewn patches, his vest with Argentinian stripes, with a very low neck, with many holes eaten out by the invisible mice of use. His knees covered with the scabs of wounds disinfected by fate, barefoot or with shoes whose holes in the toes suggest he must have been made through too much shooting. His stance must be characteristic. It must seem as if he is dribbling with a rag ball. <laughs> now, if you gave that to somebody and didn't give them the context and said, who's that? They would all tell you it's Maradona. And that's 50 years before he made his international debut. So his coming was foretold. All right, all right. I think we get the gist of that. What do you think? Well, nothing. But it's amazing that that no, was it, that, yeah, well. It's amazing that that was written so many years before Maradona was born, man. and so many years before he made his debut. No, no, no. You're describing that one day in the future there will be someone great playing for this country. Well, obviously, the 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 law of averages would 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 say that, right? Yeah, he's but, describing a an average, very sort of standard. Argentinian bloke. You but know. he's describing Maradona. What? I can't oh. believe you're pissing on my parade. It's exactly. I was I was cycling to work. I was cycling to work listening to that. I was fucking gobsmacked. Well, and I was going, that's amazing. I can't wait to let Duncan have a listen to this on the podcast. It's and, like, and I'll, he'll look over to me across the microphone and just give me a knowing nod going, wow. How on earth? Fuck me. He... he he actually envisioned there will be a player one day with two eyes, a nose, a mouth, two legs. He's not just saying <laughs> that, though, is he? He's describing him to a T. It's 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 tarot card reading. That's what it is. It's future sort of. Oh, you're 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 a character who seems to want to become happy, but sometimes you're sad. It's that kind of along those lines. It, there's nothing magical about that. What is the alternative? That that it's, that it's magic? That it's somehow the second coming Fucking Jesus? Philistine. <laughs> You're a Philistine. You've got no no heart. There's no colour to you. you I'm fucking... logic. I'm the logical one. You're the romantic. <laughs> I'm the romantic one and I'm from the fucking north of England. I'm the Jesus Dutch. I'm the Dutch reasonable Christ. voice of reason here, yeah. I I've been itching for about <laughs> two and a half weeks to let you listen to that and you fucking piss on Just my parade. It. Dismissing. Um, uh, well, thanks for that. That was lovely. Now, what piss else? off. You know, <laughs> <laughs> what else is new? <laughs> after, after he was set down in Barcelona, it it went to shit in Barcelona. He did. I remember that. Um, and I don't know. Do you think it was the club or the fact that he just couldn't get, find any, any connections, couldn't find his... His milieu, his, his, his. It was a club. The club were. A, it's like a. Well, it's, it's, it's the biggest club in the world. Is a street? Is a street quid? Is a street kid eating at the Ritz when he were playing at Barcelona? Yeah, it's now not it, a good matchup. His, no. his family were Italian immigrants. 
didn't have a penny to scratch their ass with. So when he told his mum that he were he'd been offered to go play in Italy, his mum said, "Don't play up north because they're a bunch of cunts." So she told him to go play down in the south of Italy, um, well, yeah. where the, where the poorer and they need more. They need a bit of success down there, and that's where his family are from. Organized so, crime. So off, yeah. So off we went down to Napoli, and and he had three or four unbelievable years there. Yeah, I do remember that. I was young, but I remember the the success stories coming out of that area, and and just being on fire the whole city. Yeah, because they renamed their stadium within days, didn't they? They did. They went berserk as if uh, as if he was one of their own. Yeah, yeah. They really claimed him. The the fella are you well the fella I work with now, Catrice, he's from Napoli. Maybe a couple of years older than me. And I said to him, What were it like living there? Hmm. You know? And he said it the the old town was a party every day, but Maradona didn't get a fucking minute. Yeah, he'd, he'd, go been... bo- he'd go bowling at two o'clock in the morning and then the place would be full. Yeah. Around uh, outside the place would be packed and he couldn't he couldn't get a minute to himself. I mean, you'd want this fame and adoration, but Jesus, it must grind on you after a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine that. Imagine being a god in a city of. I've just, I just had to check it up now. It's three million. I suppose back in those days, just under three million people. Yeah, that's not a particularly big place to to be a a character larger than life. Yeah, he must have had a pretty lonely time, I guess. But that's, I mean, a street kid like that, and he, he fell in with with wrong bunch, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's easily done. Yeah. It's like what you were saying with Ronaldo and Messi. Their careers are so planned out that they're they're never going to mix with the local crime boss, <laughs> are they? No, but no, I don't sure if they should. I mean, different times, different situations. Nor will they 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 down twenty pints after a game, or in fact during the lunch break. There. I think Ronaldo's never never had any alcohol in his life, right? I mean, that's what he claims. I saw him with that super agent, and it, it were a bit fucking weird, actually. You, that super agent that owns all the big footballers in the around the leagues in, yeah. in Europe, he took Ronaldo and his family out for a meal, and he's blowing sunshine up their ass. You know, he goes well, to the brother, he's saying, "Oh, you were an alcoholic, but you started up the Ronaldo Museum on Madeira," and then he goes to Ronaldo, and you. You and but Ronaldo's got a glass of red wine. Yeah, yeah. well, it could be alcohol-free wine. No, but I, I, I believe he doesn't drink. I'm mm. sure he doesn't. Mm. It's it, that kind of boring character. Yeah, yeah. But his dad died of alcoholism, didn't he? Yeah, that that might put you over the yeah. <laughs> over the edge a bit. Because wherever Portugal were uh, killing people in Africa in the 1960s, his dad were there. Bayonets fixed, apparently. Oh, was when, he? Yeah, and when he, I, I don't know which country, Angola, maybe. Uh, yeah, that was Angola. I think was uh, yeah, that's Portuguese. It, it was was Portuguese. Yeah, Angola. Equatorial Mozambique. Equatorial Guinea's in. Yeah, that's, Equatorial that's Guinea. Do they speak Portuguese or Spanish? Uh, well, Angola had the Castro send the Cubans there to fight against the Portuguese there. Right. Well, whatever. Nasty Ronaldo's business. dad were there. He was there killing folk, and and he came he back. Angola. He came back just fucking drinking himself to death. And mm. when Ronaldo were at Manchester United, his dad were were sick, so he, Ronaldo got him over into this all singing, all dancing clinic in London. And he went into Ferguson, and I, th- I don't know who they were playing Champions League. It might have been Juve. And he said, "Look, my dad's fucking at death's door." And Fergie just said to him. Go, just go. I'm about to say, get some alcohol advice from Fergie. <laughs> but he told it red nosed Fergie. Fergie and, and Ronaldo to this day, he said, I couldn't believe that he, he said I could go. Why? Because he, he always had Ferguson down as football first, so he was so surprised that I've heard he'd said let good, him some go. good stories about him that he he mm. was more humane than a than the newspapers let on. But yeah, if someone's on death door, what are you going to do? You play your damn game. How is yeah. he going to play? Yeah. You're not going to have much worth out of him. Nor any loyalty afterwards. But I, I, do, I, I do disagree with the, these. If you're going to be a good footballer, I think they've got to have some... I mean, look at... <laughs> look, look They've at, got to have an addiction. Look Come at on Paul, now. <laughs> Look at Paul Gascoigne. 
the best. Well, it's hard the, not to. The best footballer I've ever seen live play. He, he went to Napoli at one point, didn't he? He went to Lazio. Lazio, you're right. Sorry, Lazio. Yeah, mm. I remember him arriving with a, a pair of hilarious fake breasts. That, no, that were after World Cup semi-final. Yeah, but and then everybody was applauding and laughing until they realised they were they were real. <laughs> Just his, him looking like a zeppelin. The basically. first the first ever game I saw, without realising it, Paul Gascoigne were on the field. Um, Bradford, Bradford, City, here we Bradford, go. Bradford City it's played, been twenty minutes. <laughs> they played Newcastle United on uh, in nineteen eighty five in a League Cup game. You've told this story several times. And he were on pitch. But how old was he? He must have been a baby. I was fifteen, so he was nineteen. Okay, it's older than He was 23 when he went to the 1990 World Cup. 23? Mm. Actually, that's not that young at all. 23. No. You get kids but he, 18, he, 17. He blew, that, he blew that World Cup up. He did, 1990 yeah. 1990 World Cup. He, uh, he had offers all over the shop. Well, he, went, he were at Tottenham, and then he, he came back after that World Cup, and he, he, won, the, he won the FA Cup. He, he got fucking stretched off because he was going fucking bananas on field. Because he fucked his knee up. He did, And Lazio yeah. had already bought him. So he had to get himself back. And then he went to Lazio and he was fucking fat. He was fat as fuck. When he was leaving and he was going, he was in airport, he was enormous. So they got him there. They, they, they got the weight off. <laughs> and then he, he had, a, I think, a couple of seasons in Lazio. And then he went to Rangers. Rangers, that's right. God, you got your memories spot on with these things. And then after Rangers, I think he went, he went, he went Everton, mad? Middlesbrough, Everton and Middlesbrough. Hmm. I saw a picture of him, how he looks. These, I mean, he looks, he looks alright. Doesn't look that bad. He's fucked himself with those. Oh yeah, but he doesn't look as bad as, I'd say, as Maradona looked at yeah. some of those moments. Yeah. yeah. But he, he he was on a party you see, boat. You yeah. see, in 1990, Paul Gascoigne were were us. He were every football fan because he want he want the fittest player. He he were he were a bit chubby. He wouldn't answer. He, he were a football fan on the pitch. He was the football fan on the pitch. He were, he were, he, there were no coolness about him. He, he fucking loved being there. I mean, Chris Waddle and, and all the others are like, oh, yeah, it were all blase at them. He fucking loved it. He's a simpleton. But he loved it. Yeah, yeah. So simpleton, we got simpleton, we got chubby, we got ugly, we've got overweight, drinking. Enough for yourself. Well, well I was about to say, why, why do people like this, mate? They identify because with Because, yeah, yeah, you, you're going to identify with Paul yeah, Gascoigne well, more than you're going to identify with Ronaldo. No, I don't want to identify with with a great player as I don't want to identify with my president I don't want to have a I don't want to sit down and drink a beer with a president or with, I want an expert who, knows, who exactly knows what he's doing I don't yeah. want to have anything in common with me my god mm. yeah that would be a horrible president and yeah. so, and it would be a horrible soccer player yeah. a big modern football player but uh, no this, this strange thing that people want to identify why isn't he drinking with us is he too good for us no, fuck him. He, he's supposed to be a world-class player. He's mm. he's not there to fuck up his body for you, to have a laugh with you. Yeah. But I agree. I mean, th- th- there are some great stories. George Best, obviously. Um, oh, bollocks. What's the the Brazilian bloke who would, who would drink at half-time, have cigarettes? <laughs> great player. Socrates. Socrates, yeah, yeah. I mean, those stories are long gone. There's, unless you go to the third league or something, but you just don't hear that anymore. Did you remember that Serbian player that um, it were a complete racer to give Vieira all that shit that time? Calling him. Oh, yes. When Arsenal were playing. Yeah. I forget. It, it, they did a thing on him on the on the Totally Football show. And he, he put his hands up and said sorry he, because he'd, he'd just come from Serbia. And I, th- I don't I forget who we were playing for. Um, it might have been Roma, actually. But he, he was just saying that was his culture, and um, he put his hands up. He got, I think, he got banned for eight eight games for it. But he put his hands up and said sorry. And that, but he was he was friends with that Arkan, you know, the fellow that was in charge of it with the crime boss in um, in uh, what's what's the Bosnian capital? 
Belgrade. Belgrade. And he was he was in charge of the fucking hooligans at uh, parties. Yeah, home. there was some nasty business uh, going uh, on. Arkan the Tiger. He, he had that tiger. That's right. And Cop he, he was terrorizing fucking Belgrade yeah. during the war. But this, f- I forget his fucking name. This fella's uncle were a Croatian, but that Arkan went in and got his uncle out. Um, and the uh, the La- no, he were at Lazio, and the Lazio ultras unfurled a banner out, and he was saying, "I don't want any part of this." And they unfurled <laughs> the, the Arkan banner out. Uh, it's not doing many favors. Yeah. I remember some of those photographs that would come back from uh, during the nastiness mm. in, in Yugoslavia there. And there was him with his, like, whatever, a hundred hooligan slash murderers yeah. slash soldiers, paramilitaries. And there, there was this cub in the middle that had this, mm. this tiger cub. Yeah. But the partisan and I think the um, Red Star hooligans, yeah, they just yeah. got together and terrorized I the bet. fucking place. Because no, there were nobody there to tell them they couldn't do it. Well, what are you going to do? You, yeah. They're basically paramilitary, and then in, the, in their spare time, they go to the match and yeah. just have a massive brawl. But he, he was a convicted war... Well, they're not caught him, but he were wandering around Belgrade, like um, not Milosevic, who was his, who was his right-hand man? Slob, no, that's Slobodan Milosevic. Uh, Karadic. Karadic. Karadic, yeah, yeah. Looked like Father Ted. He were wandering <laughs> around fucking Sarajevo, and they didn't catch him for years. But well, this, they this, had uh, this to because they wanted to join the EU. This Arkham were doing the same. And um, he were walking into an hotel and he just got mowed down. Yeah, he got to a nasty end, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. 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 And he deserved it. Absolutely, he man. That, mar- that, yeah. that is a, a nasty bit of work. The yeah. worst kind of war criminal. Up there with the other... Um, oh God, Rat Van Mladic. No, the, if we go to Africa, where the, uh, the one of those liberation French... No, well, th- yes, up there was George that. Taylor's in a prison in northeast of England. <laughs> uh, no, not the other. That's got to be <laughs> being in prison is bad, but being in prison in the northeast, <laughs> he's Jesus walking around. Right, <laughs> he's out and about. Either in prison bracelet. in Africa, I'll be free in the northeast. Africa, <laughs> Kobe, Kobe, what's what's the the, the one who's uh, always kidnapping ch- child soldiers? He's still out there. Kobe, Cody, I don't know. Oh, nasty bit of work, and and he's a, he's a firm believer of this this Christian movement, brothers and sisters, <laughs> like that kind of thing. But uh, no, he's up there with that, you know, with the best of yeah, Taylor, my God, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing a this Dutch documentary once about a bloke who met Taylor, yeah, uh, purely by chance. And he and he's a very simple bloke, and he was there for some. He was a truck driver for for one of the charities, yeah. and somehow he got he got into the wrong street or something, and he just we were a little bit lost, and he ended up meeting Taylor at a at a poker game or something, uh, in a very casual sort of back backyard area, yeah. uh, and they said, "Yeah, and what, what did you you spoke to him? Yeah, yeah, he was a very friendly man. He gave me some whiskey, and we talked, and it was he told me some jokes, and yeah." Not not aware of who you're talking to the devil, basically. Yeah, yeah. And he said goodbye to me and shook my hand and <laughs> let me go. <laughs> had no idea until he w- was back in his base and uh, and the, the look of horror of his co-workers. Where have you been? When they, they used to cut the hands off them, didn't they? Oh, hands, lips, cutting off lips, noses. But they'd pull their hands out and they'd just say long sleeve or short sleeve. And they'd just Ugh. cut them off either above the elbow or below the elbow. Yeah, no sinus. You know, well, from Maradona to Charles Taylor, it's a small step. <laughs> but going back to Maradona, when he died, uh, yeah. the my dad was saying alt papers had him doing the under God goal because he was still bitter about it. You or I'm not, I'm not bitter about it. I, I think that's just a term of endearment. It's just sort of, oh yeah, the man of the hand of God. Blah. I don't think people just hold that against but him. Let it fucking go. I don't think people hold that still against him. They you do. think so? They do. They do. We don't let anything go <laughs> like that. We don't let anything go. Well, what's another thing that hasn't been let go in football then that's still out there? Do you remember what he did 40 years ago? Well, th- this stuff that we don't... We don't... Yeah, I'm putting you on the spot like, here with the, like with the a, detail. We're like a dog with a bone. Uh, I, I have had conversations with English people who who do remember details of some incident on, on a game. Yeah, that, that was never handball. It wasn't over the line. What about what? The, what about the Dutch? Do do you not? 
No, no, we don't really. Uh, maybe we don't have a good memory for these things, but we kind of forgive and forget. Obviously. What are, are, you, are you still? Are you right with the Germans yet? Yes. See, we're right. not. No, but you, you're not all right with anybody because no. you don't like anybody. No one likes you. No, not me. I'm on about my country. I'm talking about your country. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, and I, you. I get on with anybody. I'm a ray of sunshine. <laughs> I'm talking about England. It, it's, it seems like England has a rivalry with, get the list out, it's Germany, France, yeah. Holland, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Everybody. Ends up with Iceland or something. We don't even like the Welsh or the Scottish. And that's inside the, your own union. Yeah. The Irish, we, we don't like them. It and does seem like why. that. Wherever, you, if you zoom in, it'll be London against the north. Yeah, 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 and, and yeah, and that's it. And then no, but zoom more in into the north. What, and, and then would it be Manchester? And then, and, and then and it's Yorkshire against Lancashire, and yeah. then you zoom in even more, and it's okay. In West Yorkshire against South Yorkshire, and you zoom into West Yorkshire. Oh, Leeds and Bradford. You're like, oh, fuck, get it. Zoom into Bradford. Zoom into Bradford. A black hole. Yeah, apparently. yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just a, a, a chest wound, a, a sucking chest a wound, horrible that sucks all the colour, life out. and energy. Yeah, not even light yeah. escapes Bradford. But no J- atmosphere. John Cleese were on uh, Conan, and they were talking about the um, the Monty Python days, and the Monty Python, all of them, the troop. Do you say mm-hmm. Monty Python troop? The 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 saying would be. Do you think this will go down well in Bradford? <laughs> <laughs> and that's what they would say. And it would, it would, Conan was saying, uh, "Oh yeah, we've got we've got our own Bradford in America." Oh, yeah. And then he rattled off this this town, some buttfuck nowhere town, and he says, "That's what we use." What, do, you, do you know what it was? I can't remember which town it was. Right, this is where the second fuck up happened on this podcast. Um, yeah. The thing cut out, as recording cut out. So this was the second time it happened during the podcast. Now, the town that John Cleese were talking about was Bradford, which is my hometown. And the town that Conan mentioned, which was similar to Bradford, is Peoria in Illinois. So all of you Bradfordians out there, if you're planning a trip to America, you want an home from home, you need to get yourself to Peoria in Illinois. Right. I can't see a better time than to tell you about our new sponsors. Uh, Desporte is the brand that is sponsoring this uh, these shows that we've got coming up and this one today. And you can find them on Instagram at Regalo Select Shop. They've sent us a load of gear to go exercising in and to go cycling in. And uh, I found it some of the best stuff I've ever used. Uh, the cycling tops, really clean to you. They drag the sweat out and it evaporates really quick. It's, and it's a really, it's a good value for money brand. As you know, I don't like spending money. This is at least 25% of what your named brand stuff would be. And I find it much, much better. So get yourself on to Instagram, Regalo Select Shop, and have a look at their brand. Have a look at their uh, items. The um, tops, hats, you know, tracksuit bottoms, sweat tops everything that you need and bags to put them in go and have a look at them regalo select shop they're on instagram let's get back to the show we kind of know where that stopped but take three it's fucking when when this day is over i'll be glad because it started off fucking shit oh yeah it dipped in middle and it's just fucking getting worse but then you met me. Like I say. At <laughs> the end of it. Uh, well, what's on your chest? Do you know what, do you know what happened this morning? Do you know what happened this morning? Tell me what happened this right. morning. If we go back about a month, I found that um, Airbnb. Oh, yeah. Stock. So I bought some stock because they've not gone public yet. <clears throat> I bought this stock really cheap. And uh, I've been keeping my eye on it. And then they decided to go public today. Um, and when they decided a week ago, this stock that I'd bought jumped up to like 700 quid. Nice. Right? 700 quid. So I checked it and it had jumped again. And it were, it were like a grand this morning. Mm-hmm. So I looked at it 
put my phone in my pocket and off I cycled to work. I got to work. It had jumped from 86 points to 144. Right, right. Yeah. So I worked it out, and that were like four grand. Well done. Four grand, right? This is the... Th- I can't... Come on, lad. As I put my phone in my pocket to cycle off to work, it didn't switch off. So as I'm cycling to work, all my 15 positions, my stock buys, with whatever where my phone were banging about in my pocket, sold everything. Oh, no. Sold fucking everything. Right? <laughs> oh my god! I know. So I get to work, and I I flipped open the computer and I looked on the computer at the stock. I'm like, fucking hell! This is about this is fucking four grand just from that Airbnb stock. Now what you've got to remember is, for one month, I've been looking at this thinking, fucking kaching. I am in like fucking Flynn here, and I've been on. For about a month, I've been looking at my phone going, my God, it's going up and it's not even gone public yet. And then they decided, the start of last week, we're going public on a week on Thursday. And it, woof. I'm like, fucking hell, I I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Got to work. I'm like, that's four grand. I worked out, I said, that's four grand. I've I've just earned three grand cycling to work. Opened my phone, looked at the position, zero positions. What? Fucking zero positions. And I went into the closed closed deals and they'd all closed. They'd all closed. That is horrible. So four grand it was uh the four grand I was supposed to get I got eight fifty from the Airbnb stock. Right. Well and thought we're gonna be sick <laughs> i thought i was gonna be fucking sick a little sick in your mouth oh. i mean that's horrible I man mean, and and all and I, I went upstairs at work i found a quiet corner and just curled into a ball and and wailed mm. wailed my, i mean <clears throat> my mother died a month and a half ago and it was the same. <laughs> it was it was the same grief. But I thought, I thought, my God, for once in my life, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna land lucky here. And I, I, I could not. Be, I was sat in front of me. I could not believe that it had jumped that much hmm. in an hour, forty minutes, an hour. And I thought, oh my God, finally. I've got a fucking win in the box. No. There's a big fucking shit. A big fucking shit, my friend. Fuck you. That's a Everything sold. Everything yeah. sold. Oh, I feel for you. That's that's horrible. Um so That's shitty. Well, what So what I did? Well, I made I made a grand. So I bought I bought 500 quid's worth of Disney stock because that was still open and 500 quid's worth of Amazon stock. So, not bad. if you look on the bright side, I've got that stock for free. Yeah. yeah. But it fucking stings. That stings. Uh, yeah, that is a really unfortunate timing as well that that happens at that moment. And I've been thinking about it all day. I can't, I can't get it out of my fucking head. Mm. Yeah, that's going to be gnawing at the back of your head for a while, I'm afraid. Have you ever done anything like that? No, I've never heard of anything like that. I've it's, heard of people making some stupid decisions when they were drunk. It's oh, it's killing me. It's killing me. It's but, just unfortunate, mate. You've got to forget about it, otherwise yeah, you're going to keep I w- annoying I was thinking, you. should I... When, when, because the market opens again at half 11 tonight. Should I use the money that I've got to buy some more Airbnb stock again because when the pandemic finishes that's gonna shoot up in it well there are all these theories about what's gonna go up and you know food and drink travel airlines yeah. it's uh it's gonna be a bit of a wild west I season bought it, I bought it at 47 and it's 144 now yeah. 
No, that's a that, that's a bastard to to find out. I've had similar things, selling it too early, and then and then two days later it, it's doubled it or something like that. But I haven't had selling things in your pocket while you're going anywhere. No, I, 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 I can't believe it. I can't believe it. It's like I said. I, I, I wouldn't. I, it felt. It felt like I'd been shot. Mm. Everything yeah. though, there were these little these little seeds that I'd planted for about a couple of months that were just everything were gaining slowly, but then this Airbnb there, there was another Ampian stock that had shot up and come back down again, but it was going up again, and then this Airbnb, I thought, oh God, and then it, it just yeah a little golden egg, yeah. oh that's really bad. I, I'm sorry to hear that, mate. That's uh, that's nasty, nasty. It, it were horrible. It were horrible, and I'm. I've just got to get past it. You, you gotta. You gotta forget about it because that's gonna give you grief for. You can't do anything about it. What are you gonna do? Call up the company and say, "I, I sold it by accident." <laughs> you gotta believe me. <laughs> but I um, I I uh, I listened to this Daily Stoic podcast, and I've just be. You've just got to. Well, I I made a grand. Yeah, I made a yeah. thousand pound in the morning. You gotta, you gotta look at it that way. Yeah, yeah. I didn't lose the three grand. I mm. missed out on it. That's how I've got to look at it, aren't I? Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it'll fucking do me head in. It'll, it'll just annoy you for weeks and weeks. It's annoying me now, thinking about it. Yeah. No, best be, uh, best be putting that on the back burner somewhere and burn it. I suppose. Oh, well, that's shitty. Yeah. Right, bury that. Tell me, tell me some it's good a, it's news. It's a Yorkshireman and money. <laughs> a Yorkshireman and money, especially missing out on a fucking on the golden ticket. Uh, Miss it. I like that. And there's nobody else to blame but me. I want to blame somebody, but I can't blame anybody. I want to fucking get somebody by the fucking throat <laughs> and and knock them about a bit, but I can't. Go outside, find a little bloke, have a fight. No, because he'd probably beat me up. <laughs> Where the <laughs> going? The English he'd, way. He'd probably be a fucking jiu-jitsu champion <laughs> and just fucking wrap me up. Break your neck. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna take the quiet roads home when we leave here because I'm sure I'll end up under a fucking truck or something. Well, if you've had three bits of bad luck, you're going to be fine. That's it. They comes in threes, right? I don't know what the other two is. What the other two? Well, I farted in your face, basically, just now. That was one. Yeah. The ba- Oh, yeah. Fucking oh, the batteries, take, take yeah. three on this thing. Well, there you go. You're, set, you're home and dry now. Let's not be having any more of it. Uh, let's go on to uh, brighter pastures. But go on. Try try and cheer me up. <laughs> um, I sold the stock this morning. Made a ton of money. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Fuck you. <laughs> did, you, did you not... No, I didn't about the uh, Airbnb thing then. No, I didn't. No, I wasn't well, fully aware of that. No, I'm I'm more into the Japanese stuff because mm. you can sort of act pretty quickly on it. Um, but yeah, let's talk about something else, mate. That's uh, that's that's a bad beat. Let's uh, not be having that. Uh, five people were included in the world's best uh, handlers of this virus. Five politicians. It was uh, uh, President of Finland, or prim- uh, Prime Minister, Prime Minister of Finland, Prime Minister, yeah. She's Prime a young as well, isn't she? 36, I think. Yeah. Uh, Prime Minister of Finland, Prime Minister of uh, New Zealand, uh, President, woman. yeah, President of the Bank of Europe, European Bank, also woman. Lagarde. I think so, yeah. Yeah, with grey hair. Yeah. The uh, President of Taiwan. Another woman. Another one, so it's four. And the fifth is a woman as well. They were the top five handlers of this virus. But you, you know who the fifth one was? Uh, the Tokyo governor, Koike. All women. Yeah, but I mean, wow. I, I hear nothing but bad news about her yeah. here. Everyone's yeah. bitching about her and she's a this and a that and she's the worst of the worst. But I'm sure the other countries and the other organizations are bitching about the women that we've just named Well, I suppose well. that's it. That's it. You, yeah. you, they're going to be the toughest people on the block and, and closing everything down, which is going to cause them a lot of and espe- anger. And especially with them being women, because men, a lot of men don't like to take orders from women, do they? And especially when they see successful women. Mm. Well, possibly, but 
I, 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 yeah, the Tokyo governor here, I didn't put her on the list. No? No, I mean, but then I think you're right. She, she'll get the, lo- the most amount of criticism because she's taking good care of it. Yeah. And today we've had 600 cases, which is a, a new record, apparently. Well, Koike, when, when she got that job and uh, the Olympics, she had to save money on Olympics, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. Because of the exchange rate or something. They couldn't build that fancy stadium. So she went about cutting costs. And um, I think she, the rowing's getting done on open water in a lake rather than a... a a built thing for the Olympics, right. and she was saying, "Well, we'll put them up here." So what the what the local governors did and the local politicians in that prefectures, they made cardboard cutouts of the Australian rowers because they're the tallest, right. and they were putting them in Japanese beds, saying the athletes don't fit. We need to spend money because of it, these politicians are getting kickbacks. Right. So. It's, look, you can't be doing this. They were giving a shit because yeah. she's a fucking woman. You can't be doing this. Australian rowers don't fit. And this coiker just said, well, they can bend the legs when they're sleeping. <laughs> and it just fucking shut them up. Uh. But they, they just, especially in here in Japan, they just don't like taking orders from women. Yeah, it's a real male-dominated uh, society. I think they should let more women have a go. Because they seem to do a better job than fellas, don't they? Certainly, yeah. Look at look at my fucking fella and that prick over in America. I've seen your old fella. Nothing to laugh at. <laughs> in fact, I mean, what? Look, look at Boris now. Oh, dude, so he brings on my eczema. Just that name. Do you know he's born in New York? Yeah. Yeah. And it, I mean, it, not that that matters. It, but. It, it, it just if you were. If you had the the stereotypical bumbling Englishman, you, it, that's who you'd come up with, wouldn't you? It's like <clears> Hugh <throat> Grant's evil brother. Yeah. Just this, it is this sort of cheeky, chappy, buffoon, fornicating, taking no responsibility, big mouth, bully. Put him in charge of the country and see what happens. Oh, well, we've seen what happens. Yep. Absolute shit show. And then... Uh, Trump's over there. Is is hosting? Is hosting party after party at the White House? Yeah, and he's living his dream now because he's merging all those black people into before he leaves office. Oh, the executions! Yeah. I thought you just meant he's, no, he's no. blasting away he's, from the he's, balcony. He's finally the living his dream. He's, he's, he's signing off and killing black people legally, legally. executing black people. Yeah. He's, he's loving it. It was um, well, yeah. I think the first one was today. He's signing off. I think nine executions within a month, which is the biggest record since 300 years or 350 mm. years. Well, that's saying something. If you look back 350 years. Are they all black fellas? I'm assuming they'll be from, <laughs> what do they call it, African Americans. descent. Now, that, that first fella, I think Brandon or some of his name, or him that got done today. I, don't, I haven't read any of the cases. I, just, I saw a picture and he was black, the so wo- I'm not surprised. Well, I mean, it were horrific, but five of them kidnapped this couple they robbed them shot them in car and then set the car on fire the fellow that shot him got executed in august last year or maybe this year now this fella he didn't shoot him he didn't set the car on fire he just kidnapped him and they've executed him mm. and i mean card kardashian were on the case saying look don't do this don don't do it and he's gone fuck you biden this this fucking this this election's a, a fix. So he's yeah. just... It is living his dream, isn't it? Yeah. It reminds me of that uh, Not the Nine O'Clock News sketch with Constable Savage, who would just arrest people on, on the charge of having thick lips. Yeah. Or smelling of foreign food. It was a, very, it was a comedy show, but everybody he arrested was black. <laughs> and, the, and he was being interviewed by, by, the, by, the, by the sergeant. What, what, what have you got against these people? I, am I to assume this newest person in the cells is black? Oh, I haven't really noticed. <laughs> but yeah, Trump must be having a ball there. Because he can do it legally. <laughs> um, but those central, central Part 5. Oh, yeah, I, I watched that documentary. I, I didn't even know about that. He took a massive spread out. He did in the day. Yeah, saying yeah. This, this should be executed. And even when they were found innocent and let out, Trump said, "Oh, you wouldn't have well, that. Well, they must have. They'd have done something. You should have just kept him in. 
Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Did you see that Netflix documentary on them? This is a fil- when when they see us. Is the film? Yeah, yeah. I've not watched it yet. It was earlier this year. It was pretty good. I'd never. It's, it doesn't reach Europe really. That kind of news, or very little of it reaches Europe. Well, I I would only get news like that if I want living in the UK. No, but I mean, even in those days, because that was middle eighties. Yeah, yeah. I think you guys would be dealing with the Guildford Four or the Birmingham. Birmingham 25 six. or whatever Birmingham it was. 6, Guildford 4. Um, in Holland, we had nothing like that. See, we're a peaceful nation. Any, no tiny terrorist attacks. Nobody bombed you. You see, no, th- no. because you don't piss anybody off, we hate everybody. Oh, we piss people off. We, we, we used to, uh, before the Americans wrapped up, we used to maraud around the fucking globe, killing and fucking raping. And then whenever anybody sort of fucking nips us back, we, we fucking throw his hands up, going, "Oh, have you seen what yeah. they're doing?" That we, we like that. We yeah, like that. It's a good description. Yeah. You, you really are like yeah. that. We yeah. like that fucking terrible girlfriend who cheats on you and steals from you, and then you have the audacity to say, "You know, you're putting a bit of weight on." Oh, have you seen <laughs> how he treats me? That's who we are. That's who we are. But the Americans have taken the mantle now. Oh yeah, they've you taken know? over. Yeah. Bombing the shit out of Korea and Vietnam and. And causing Cam- all that Cambodia. trouble in South America, and then yeah. Central America. 11 Oh, look! At it. They're still talking about it now. Still talking about it now. Nineteen years ago, nine eleven. Why are you bombing? Why are you in the Middle East? Nine eleven. Nine eleven. Fuck nine eleven. You deserved it. You deserved it. <laughs> Harsh words, indeed. And tonight. those two towers were full of fucking assholes, bankers. It's almost as, as if you're a bit bitter today. I am. I am. <laughs> uh, I read it today, bitter. actually, that uh, uh, the amount of COVID deaths today in America today beat yeah. the 9-11 number. So On the day? It, yeah. So today there were more more deaths from COVID than 9-11 had. Good. And good. if you think about... <laughs> all right. Good. You'll have to excuse hooray him. Hooray for China, I say. Hooray for China. <laughs> what have they got to do with this conversation? Because they started it. The COVID. Oh, I see. You're right. Okay. They, they glad, engineered I'm it, did they? I'm glad it's Target in America. Well, we'll have to forgive our friend for his little situation no, today. I, I, I just, I'm just annoyed with everything today. But that, you know. Surely not. I all noticed. those people dying in America today has sort of lifted my mood. <laughs> it's lifted it's, my it's mood. It, it's getting to a particular black humor here. Um, I was trying to cheer us up with some news. Well, it, it has cheered you up then, apparently, the amount of deaths in America. Um, yes. W- what about this va- vaccine? It's uh, I well, one of my having allergic reactions in the UK. Well, I was only two, and that's bound to happen, right? I had a student who's a who's a doctor in town in one of the big hospitals who has a lot of COVID patients, <clears throat> who told me that uh, uh, we, we had this online session. And he said he would he would be getting the vaccine. Yeah. And I said, oh, oh really? That's, that's good news. Yeah, yeah. He just had the, the the government mail, and he was going to get it on the twentieth. So oh, that's right. That's pretty soon. It's a couple of weeks. I said, no, no, twentieth of April. Uh-huh. Said, what do you next year? You it, it, this is December. That's another four four and a half months. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he said it so casually, like he was just talking about a recipe. But that's four and a half months of waiting. A lot of people. The only reason the UK are going through with it so quick is because Brexit's coming up. And as soon as those fucking EU gates slam down, we've got to start paying a fortune in import taxes. So well, the army was on standby. So they're throwing all these pensioners in front of the needle, stabbing them with it first. Mm-hmm. So if they're, if they're drop dead, saves, saves us on pension, pensions. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the, the jabbing all Alden's first. And uh, and then as soon as, like I say, as soon as we're out at European Union, it's going to cost a fortune to get that vaccine in. Well, we've been waiting for Brexit for four years, but it does seem to be sort of peaking now. Mm. Sunday is the new deadline. If nothing's been decided, then Monday it's sort of, yeah, closing the door. Yeah. It's a mate, I can't believe it's it's finally here. Yeah, it's like a, a late friend arriving for a party. The fellow oh, that, you turned up now, have you? The fellow that run Tesco's, he said, "Look, all this stuff that ain't grown here is going to cost you at least five to eight percent more." Hmm. And you've got no jobs because of the corona. 
it's what you wanted, it's what the country wanted. Well, half of it. And then there's... there's um... No, actually, no, You, you. it's not what they wanted. They, they were told a load of nonsense. No, no one wants this. No one wants to pay more money for that. They just didn't know that was going to happen. If you tell a load of morons lies, yeah, they're going to believe those. Yeah. You can't blame people for being stupid. Anyway, we're getting into <laughs> a whole kettle of fish here. Speaking of fish, I'm just I'm just glad I don't, I'm not there anymore. That is the one shining light. I uh, I spent a little time in the sea today. Any afternoon it was nice temperature. I felt had a beautiful sunset. Did you go swimming? Uh, well, half, yeah. Oh, I was uh, testing my my wetsuit. What is? Have you got a, Have you got a five mil? No, it's three. Is it freezing? No, it's fine. It's all right. Had a lovely sunset, and then I was looking at the news in Holland, and it's miserable, it's rainy, it's windy, it's <laughs> overcast. You've had, you've had a winter down here, have you? Yeah, yeah, last winter. It's February's rough. Well, it's chilly, yeah. yeah. But that's, I mean, December's usually nice. I've been, I've walked on that beach on Christmas Day in a t-shirt. Well, last year, on New Year's Day, we went swimming mm. in the sea, and it was doable. It was 21 degrees for that, yeah. that weird day, yeah. Are you staying here for Christmas and New Year? I'm uh, I'm still in two minds. I'm trying to get to Okinawa, to one of the little islands. You know Miyakojima Island? Mm. And off that is an even smaller island where you can kind of cycle around and yeah. just get away from everything. And how, much really be how much it flights? Well, cheap as chips. It was uh, about 25,000 yen. That's, what is that, 150 quid? Mm. Yeah. Return. return yeah yeah um direct as well so i when are you gonna go no I'm, i haven't made up my mind yet i've got to find a place to stay there as well um i'd say use airbnb but they can go and fucking suck my balls uh, yes so i'm trying to <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> uh, I, I was looking at some places but now the the government here is saying don't travel right mm. It's a weird situation because they're actually sponsoring us to travel. It's 50% off all travel, 35% off in cash, 15% you get vouchers to buy stuff locally, which is a good deal. But now they're telling you to go on holiday and saying, look, don't travel. Yeah. So it's a bit of a swimming in a paradox. Nobody knows what they're doing. Nobody knows their ass from their elbow. So what you've got to do is you've just got to do your own thing and, and hope it works. Because yeah, the wanna... information that you're getting is it contradicts itself. If you just stand listening at TV for about five minutes, it contradicts itself. I don't want to be stuck here sitting on my elbow all day. Well, well, you missed my I, gag. Well, there, I'm but... I'm going I'm going down to in-laws, and just to piss the family off, I've uh, convinced everybody that we should cycle down there. So we're all going to cycle down there. Hmm. Do you still tell them you're an African? Yeah, I think they're going <laughs> to. Jean's Jean signed up for it, and we're going to stop off halfway there and have a night in Odawara, because that's probably halfway. That's a nice place. Yeah. Nice. And then, but I don't know what Shima and Sophia are going to do, because they're not into it at all. Well, wait for you at some little Airbnb. No, they're, they're cycling it. The uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking Airbnb, Air fucking BNB. Yeah, four grand. I'll be mentioning four thousand pounds. <laughs> I shouldn't have mentioned that word. Four fucking thousand pounds. Remind me not to mention the word four from that one. An Airbnb. <laughs> Airbnb. <laughs> There'll be something else. There will be. You know, there will be. I've, but I've just been anticipating it for so long. All right, drop it. It's it's like take it out and drop it. It's like you know that that hot woman that's into you, and she says, "Oh yeah, we'll go out on this date, and then we'll do this and that and that." And you've been you've been waiting for a month for it all to happen, and that were it, and that were it. And this morning, this morning, we're uh, just unclipping a bra, and I'm thinking, "Oh yes, yes, it's going to happen." And I get on my bike and I go to school, expecting the knickers to be off, and then I open me open me computer and and there it is four grand and i get my phone out and she's fucked off that's what it that's what it is 
I can't. I'm going to have to stop talking about I, well, it. Well, I'm trying to say, have you ever had a hot woman? <laughs> that was more my mystery. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, a few times. <laughs> You're trying to say? <laughs> I, I, I reckon at least, at, I would say at least seven days out of my life, I've been a, <laughs> With I've a, been a seven. <laughs> and But they've not been on consecutive days. Uh, In a certain light. Without paying. Yeah, without paying. <laughs> Without paying. Free love. Have a Yorkshire and I don't pay for it. <laughs> we all pay for it in a way, mate. Yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah. There you go. Love, eh? Fuck's <laughs> <laughs> all that about. I don't know. I, just, I like to say that something to break the silence. Oh, yeah, love. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we are coming up to the end of November. Uh, I'm saying end of December slowly. That's not. We're on December 10th, 11th. I'm... I. I've decided to stop working on the, I think on the eighteenth. You stop on the eighteenth, and I'm not going. I'm not going to go back till twelfth. I'm having a bat of uncle. Bloody hell! I've, I'm uh, going to do bits and bats, but I'm not doing. I'm not. I'm not working like an ass. I was going to use that four thousand pound to enjoy <laughs> myself, but fuck that. Well, what happened to it? Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> so I finish on the 29th. But I'll, I'll probably leave, if I go, I'll leave on the 28th and just mm. do my work online on the island. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I wouldn't mind that. A week in the sun. It's 28 degrees there. Is it? Yeah. Uh, you think last last year on the 17th, I, I were off to... You're in Thailand. Thailand, yeah. yeah. Before all this... All this corona would come no in. No one had ever heard of the word corona except in a pub. Yeah. God, oh, I, I, it's, am, it's, it's amazing how the whole world has changed in... Well, it, it changed within three months, didn't it? Uh, yeah, I think that was really up there in... Because I was in Taiwan still in the beginning of February. Yeah. And that was at the beginning. And yeah, in, in April, May, that was really at its peak. Yeah. Total panic, global panic. Have you been sick at all this year? No. Because I think I had it. I think I had it that time. I'm sick of your bullshit. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I'm not bull. You you can't be sick of me bullshitting because I'm not bullshit. I'm mourning. No, it's this famous sentence my mate used. I'm sick and tired of your bullshit. <laughs> That's a good line. Um, no, I, I mean, I, I've... I've had a really weird headache for a week, and a, and, a, and a weird cough, but that was back in that was that was in in May or early yeah. early May. Um, it could have been that it could have been anything really, just having a bad week. But I were I were laid I were laid low for a couple of days, but I got over it quick. Could have been it. I mean, fit I guess as a butcher's dog. That's why. And you're fitter now, aren't you? You look like a butcher's bin. Like a butcher's ass. Uh, but you're yeah, fitter now. If you'd have been, if you, what, if it had been two or three years ago, and you were in Tokyo, yeah, that was a bit rougher then. Yeah, well, a lot more booze in Tokyo. Yeah, are you, st- are you still under the magic hundred? Yeah, 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 it's going quite well, and I haven't done very much to be honest. But uh, I had a great night's drinking last week. You had a great night's drinking. What the great night's drinking? Great night's where uh, in Yokohama. Uh, with my friend, our Irish pal. All oh, right, okay. And a uh, good old session, just a classic yeah. night. And uh, we we got a hotel there, which the government pays for. Yeah, it's going to be hard to to fathom. I I told my mates in Holland that the ho- the government's paying for my hotel. Yeah. And paying for the first drinks, but g- drinks. How, how are they paying for your hotel? We, well, the the go to travel campaign, so yeah. that's fifty percent off. Then I got a thousand yen worth of coupon. Sorry, two thousand yen. That's that's fifteen quid worth of drinks mm-hmm. out of it. And then plus, if you go to eat, go to eat campaign, which I did as well. Yeah. The government pays for twenty five percent of your booze for the first uh, forty pounds. So they're paying you to drink, paying for you to go <laughs> stay somewhere. So we had a good old yeah. <laughs> tax using session there. But that was a really funny night, and uh, went to Chinatown after that. The next day, there's some good, good there's some good food to be had in Chinatown. Yeah, it's great. It's a nice little Chinatown. I don't. Would you say that's bigger than the London Chinatown? I don't know what the London Chinatown is. Oh yeah, there's one in Liverpool that's quite big. 
right. and Manchester. Oh. Yeah, but I don't know London. But that Chinatown in Yokohama is my favourite place in Yokohama. That's a nice little place, yeah. The, those sesame buns that they sell on the street, I, I just devour them when I'm there. Yeah, they've got quite a few little stalls there. Uh, it was empty, though. There were only a handful um, of people. Did you, and, did you and your mate get wankered? Oh, bits? yeah, yeah. We, no idea what happened. Found ourselves... Then how we got back. Where did yeah. you didn't end up in a hub, did you? Yeah, we did. Yeah, <laughs> is it the one by Landmark Tower? No, so. no, no, um, no. Near Yokohama Station. Right. Okay. Uh, we had a bit of walk around and mm. check different places, and ended up there, and it got really out of control because that was the day uh, I think Maradona just died, and we met yeah. a group of Argentinians in the pub. Right. And and a group of African fellas, and it, it became a huge sing song and dancing on tables and. It was a good old session, but that's been a while. That's sort of once every couple of months yeah. for me, that level. But it was nice to be out and about again. Don't you think Yokohama is a better city than Tokyo? Yeah, much better, much better. I Tokyo wish I I'd spent more time in Yokohama when I lived in Tokyo. Yeah, it's a much nicer atmosphere, Yokohama. Yeah. I mean, Tokyo's pretty good if you compare it to London or Amsterdam, I think. Yeah. But yeah, Yokohama's just a nice level of, I don't know. The merchant city, that's why. Yeah, They're possibly. They're not up their own ass like they are into it's. It's, I think it's like Manchester and London. Oh yeah, that's what I would compare it to. Hmm. Both Tokyo and Osaka, Osaka and oh, Osaka's and great. Osaka and your camera are very similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I lived a year in Osaka, about twenty years back. That was a good, good year. What did you come back up here for? Um, I went back to Holland after my year in Osaka, and then I just missed Japan so much. Mm. That I came back after sort of six months. It's fed up with Holland. When when I were in Thailand fifteen years ago, Gav said to me, "Go to Osaka." So I got here. I went to Osaka. I couldn't find any work, so I came back up to Tokyo and found work here. And mm-hmm. That's why I ended up staying in Tokyo. Yeah, my plan was just five years Tokyo, and then see what else I was going to do. Yeah, that's uh, fifteen years ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's first coming it coming here first. I hated it. First three months, I hated it, and then you sort of get into the rhythm of it. What and did you hate about it? I just it just want me. What the food? The, the no. people? Well, the... the food I thought were quite bland because I'd just come from Southeast Asia. Yeah, that would be a bit mild. Um, the the I just didn't. I don't know. I don't know. It just it just wasn't a fit. And then I started working and you, you then feel a part of it. Mm. But the first few months, not for me at all. But I yeah. couldn't imagine living anywhere else now. I won't live anywhere else. Yeah, I, I would have trouble adjusting to another country if, mm. I, if I'd be moving. Or at least I'm half moving. But I would still like to spend most of my time here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's the best. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not. I'm not going back to Europe. I'd, 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 I think if I semi-retire, I would spend six, three to six months in Southeast Asia, and then come back here and work, take the money back to Southeast Asia, and do that. Hmm. That's. I think that would be a good plan. Hmm. Yeah, there's so many nice places in Southeast Asia. Just there's so many nice places here. You can get every here is like America geographically because you can do everything here. Yeah, you can ski, yeah. you can mountain climb, you can scuba dive. Yeah, you've got beaches, yeah. mountains, everything. Yeah, yeah, from the north to the coldest places on earth. Or um, well, I, mean, I, earth, ain't, I, I ain't got that in the UK, and you certainly ain't got it in Holland, have you? You can't do everything like that in Holland. You can walk the country in three hours. Yeah. Yeah, this has got it's it's a strange geographically. It's just a very long country from north to south. Well, it's the same as New Zealand, isn't it? New Zealand is Japan in the south. It's the same shape. They've got the same. You can do everything you can do in New Zealand that you can do here. Oh, it is. They've got like their Okinawa vibe. That they've, kind got, of... they've got the beaches. They've oh, got yeah? the they've got the uh, mountains. They've got the skiing. They've got yeah, they've got everything. But there's only four million people there. Four mm. or five million. Yeah, that's small. Have you been? No, no, never been. No. I've got cousins living there. 
It's as boring as shit, but it's nice. Oh. Yeah, I found it horrifically boring. It's like Belgium. All right. Yeah. They got chocolates. Bel. Uh, I, I won certain All Blacks game, and these, um, these Kiwis were there, and I would just say that's fucking horrible. It's like Belgium with mountains. <laughs> 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 yeah, right. I well, I I just spent a good six or eight months in Sydney, partying, and then I went to New Zealand, and I was going to stay there and work, and I, I left after. Well, you're coming off a bit of a different vibe. Yeah. Then, yeah. I know. I'd appreciate it more now, I think. Now I'm older, but I was, what, 31? Yeah, nature has a bit of a different context. Then, yeah, yeah. Uh, Are we done? I think that about wraps it up for today. Well, we've covered the globe, and then some. As we footballers. My Dead fucking footballers. day. Her day. It's been Mo- quite a day. Money that I've not lost, but I've missed out on. Yeah, that's, a better way, that's a better way to describe it, yeah. yeah. You missed out on some, but you made yeah. some. Today will be a better day. Tomorrow will be a better day. Spoken like a true Christian. Tomorrow will be a better day. Right. We cannot afford to leave it <laughs> this long again. When, oh, I thought you were talking about the battery. No, when are we, we going to make a, a date to come back here? Well, yeah, hopefully next Friday. Because I'm going to be late next Friday. How late are you? Um, it'll be eight. It'll be about half eight. Well, you're busy all week, like daytime week. Next next week is my last full week, but be Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is just I'm I'm getting money. It's money for older up. I'm not going to be doing it. Um, so I might be able to sneak away during the day, but that following week on run up to Christmas, nothing. Mm. So we can get in, bank a few, bank a few, and then I like uh, I'll I'll let them out over Christmas. Well, there you go. The Christmas special shall be recorded earlier. The Christmas special. I feel like a BBC Christmas production. My ass. Christmas his ass. <laughs> Again. Right. right. I'm gonna go home and cry myself to cry myself to sleep, and uh, let four thousand fucking tears fall from my eyes. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Um, I'm gonna go home and cook some. I have something really nice for the missus. I don't know what yet. Is she at home? Yeah, she just came back from uh, back from her work in Tokyo. So I'll uh, I'll and her feet are killing her. So I'm gonna have make her some nice food and um, maybe give her a foot massage. How about that? You're such a nice wife. I know for you? a good. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a good <laughs> wife. <laughs> right then, we'll see you when we see you. See you next time. Bye bye. <laughs>